0: and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, July the 20th. And yes, it is this week that baseball finally returns meaningful games that actually matter begin this week Thursday night baseball will begin we get to see some Yankees action the Nationals playing on Thursday night and then on Friday the Philadelphia Phillies will begin their season at home 705 against the Miami Marlins obviously all week long we'll be diving into the preview in this season you know looking ahead to to Friday night and beyond and, and getting excited for this 60 game sprint to the finish uh just can't wait I, again i'm i'm brimming with excitement and hope and optimism again you've talked a lot of hours about the uh frustrations the anger the acro the upset that that it took to get to this season happening but for me at least for right now until we have to deal with them again in 2021 right um i'm over it i'm, I'm ready to move forward i'm just excited for this weird, unique, never-seen-before sprint-to-the-finish type season that we're going to get. And um, it starts on Friday, for the Phillies at least, and uh, I can't wait. Um, as the week goes on, we'll dive into more season preview-type stuff, look at um, the end of last week we did a, kind of a power rankings, looked at the National League East itself, where do the Phillies fall in the National League East, how's the season going to play out, is this the Bryce Harper MVP season? I say yes, we'll get into that. whole lot of fun to get into this weekend. Let's start though today by recapping the weekend's action, some roster moves, just kind of getting up to date on what's been going on in Philadelphia. Philly land, as it were. Um, let's start with the games, and then we'll get to the roster moves. After that, we have seen the Philadelphia – well, technically we've seen them play one uh, and seen the highlights from the other as um, somehow, some way, the defending World Series champion Washington Nationals couldn't generate enough local interest in their exhibition game that they didn't air it on Saturday night, whatever. Um, Embarrassing is a word that pops into my head, but, you know, no B. But we did get to see highlights, a 7-2 victory as Bryce Harper goes yard. A tank shot from Bryce Harper off of Max Scherzer over the center field, right center field wall. Didi Gregorius also adding a three-run homer. Prior to that, Aaron Nola gives you five shutout innings looking just good enough. Seven earned off Max Scherzer. Granite, you're just two big hits, but hey, whatever it takes. The Phillies looking great on Saturday night. And then in classic Phillies fashion against the significantly worse, Baltimore Orioles, one of the worst teams in baseball. The Phillies come back last night and uh, lose to the Baltimore Orioles. Four to one uh, as uh, unable to get anything going against former Philly Tom Eshelman. They made Eshelman look special um philly's just unable to get anything going all game long smattering um no one had more than two hits on the roster uh 10 hits over nine innings only one run scored zach wheeler didn't look great didn't look horrendous either but four and a third two earned runs uh walk four hits four strikeouts certainly didn't look like um like he had his best stuff i'll I'll say that for sure but again you know it's hard to overreact too much to um you know a, a exhibition game in uh, in july weird to say that uh sentence in itself but uh but seriously when you think about it, it is unique um and that is a word that we have thrown around quite a bit already and i'm sure we will but the idea of um just one exhibition game as a way to get a feel for for where these players are at you know it's it's it zach Wheeler's pitching one game one exhibition game that's it. Then you just have what's happening down at citizens bank park and the interest games and the daily practices and all that type of stuff. But it really is wild to think that, that, you know, that's it. That's the, the that's all we're getting. Um, it is, it is strange. It is a strange thing. You usually have a much better feel for where players are at heading into the season. And it's funny cause you know, we're kind of combining the spring training 2.0 stats with these exhibition games and, you know, it, it just it feels meaningless. What happened three and a half, four months ago, to now? It almost feels like it's all brand new and completely um, new, as it were. Uh, is the word to use, <laughs> couldn't find a better one. Um, but uh, I, you know, it is. Uh, it it just feels different. It feels very different to not really have an idea of where these guys are at. And again, I'm also someone who preaches to not pay too much attention, or really any attention, to spring training numbers or things going on in spring training. Uh, so I, I I feel like that should be the same with these exhibition games but at the same time it is it is weird. It's just weird. It's it's and that's why you know as this week goes on and as we start to preview the season and all that type of stuff it is you know I've kind of put that caveat out there the idea that I think this season is the hardest to predict in the history of baseball. Flat out. <laughs> really, I think it's that hard and as I've said many times I think it's because we don't know how people are going to respond ultimately I think the teams that will have success this year Talent is certainly a part of it. Luck is a part of it. Injury luck's a big part of it. But I think the teams that are best able to compartmentalize their situation, teams that are best able to say, all right, I know there's a lot going on. I know that we're in the middle of a national pandemic. We're putting our health, our family's health, all this stuff on the line every time we go to work every day. But I need to put that in the back of my mind, and I need to focus on playing the game that I'm playing right now. Whoever can do that the best is going to have success. And I know it's a, an ineffable type of thing. You can't really... Certainly, heading into the season, can't really say, well, you know, I predict that this person will be better at that than that. I mean, we have no idea. <laughs> you know, you just don't. You know, you, you like – you know, we think we know how tough players are mentally. We don't, really. It's certainly not in a in such a unique, one-of-a-kind one type of situation. So. Um. Uh, It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating. And, again, that's why I think it's so hard to predict. And I think, you know, look, sure, the Phillies could could make a run. uh, As I think a lot of teams could certainly have a – at least if you're of a certain level of talent or above. Um, All right. Let's get into some of the roster moves as the Phillies roster starting to take shape for opening day. Some surprising moves this weekend. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Saturday, a flurry of roster decisions – Come out the uh, the two that surprised me the most. Logan Forsythe and Francisco Liriano both released. Uh, uh, shocked. Less shocked on Logan Forsythe. Look, I like Logan Forsythe. You've heard me talk a little bit about him as a 25th guy on a bench in a normal year. 24th guy, you know, that type of guy. I think as a bottom-of-the-roster guy, Logan Forsythe... Um, can play multiple positions and hit left-handed pitching. I think he gives you something. But um, did not look great in the, the short time he was here. And, you know, there is a bit of redundancy between him and Josh Harrison. Josh Harrison going to make the roster. He's not going to make the roster. Even with Neil Walker, it looks like he's going to make the roster as well. Um, you know, those veteran type of guys who can play multiple positions. Um, I I like Forsythe better than Walker personally, but, but the Phillies didn't. And, look, Walker's had a better career than Logan Forsythe. Let's be real. Neil Walker's been a much better – career major league player than Forsyth is. I thought Forsyth, a little more versatile. And again, I like that he does one thing well. But Logan Forsyth, his release, um, surprised but not totally shocking. Francisco Liriano being released was actually totally shocking. Hey! Shut up! It was a complete... total shock I really I I, again I I said many times I thought Liriano though one move this may they made this offseason in the bullpen that I was excited about that I thought you know look Liriano's had a long track record of success as a left-handed pitcher left-handed reliever particularly as of late in Major League Baseball and I like the idea of bringing Liriano in here and he's gone I'm really I'm, I'm floored I it is the most surprising roster move the Phillies made yet um Look, I'm not there. I'm not seeing what these guys are doing every day. We know that Liriano was considering of opting out of the season at first. So maybe his head wasn't in it. Maybe it was uh, less on the field, more off the field. Who knows? We don't know the reasons for why they decided to move on from Liriano. But it was a surprise to me. When you look at how this bullpen shakes out, as we've talked about many times, the lack of elite arms in this pen, the lack of good arms in this pen... I'm really surprised. And I know they got a lot of lefty arms. You know, you got Morgan, you got Alvarez, you got guys you feel like you can count on in the pen. Irvin, Suarez, whatever. I really thought Liriana would be one of the better arms in that pen and had a chance to be one of the best arms in that pen. And um, that is clearly not going to happen. Uh, Francisco Liriano granted is release. So those were two surprises. I was surprised about Forsyth. I was shocked that Liriano was released. But... Again, we're not down there. We don't see it every day. And, and also to the Liriano one, like again, maybe it is something where he was. He told them he wasn't 100 percent sure. Still, he wanted to play, and maybe that lead into it. I mean, who knows? We don't know. But um, again, just surprised they're gone. Neil Walker uh, will make the team. He was told to make the team, um, be part of the Phillies five-man bench along with Andrew Knapp, Adam Hazley, Roman Quinn, whichever those two guys isn't starting. Uh, and then Josh Harrison, as we mentioned before, uh, looks like those guys are locks to make the roster. I think the final spot um, could come down to, to Phil Goslin Torres, uh, Ronald Torres, uh, Kyle Garlick if they want to go with another lefty. I think those are the guys you're looking at for that extra bench spot for a hitter. Um, again, Josh, and again, not, none of this is locked. I mean, we could get a surprise, you know, maybe whatever. Uh, but Neil Walker was apparently told he'll make the team. Uh, happy for Walker I think he's a fine veteran guy on the bench again I was happy with Harrison Walker and Forsyth as a three-man kind of veteran bench guy I thought those would be the three guys clearly Forsyth the odd man out but I'm happy with those guys on the bench I think Harrison really could be a an important player for this team as someone who um, is a quality major league baseball player when healthy and really can move around the diamond can play a lot of different positions for you and um, you know someone who's been around the block made an all-star team you know he's I think Josh Harrison is going to be a guy Phillies fans are, are happy to have here, um, so I, I'm all in on Josh Harrison as the, the the bench guy for the Phillies and and Walker. I think it's fine. I don't um I don't think it's that big a surprise. Again, the Liriano thing really surprised me. Corey Seidman uh, talking about the Liriano thing said the most unexpected move was the rele- the release of Liriano, who looked to be on track to join a shaky Phillies bullpen. The only real bullpen locks on this team are Hector Neris, Jose Alvarez, and Adam Morgan. And Liriano is a track record of limping lefties, so this was surprising. Joe Girardi talking about it said Liriano had a pretty good spring training. He's had a long career and can still help someone, but we might go with a little more youth again. I, I'm I'm just surprised. This is a, a surprise to me. I was I was expecting Liriano to to not only make the team but to be an important part of a team. You know, to be a guy who in a bullpen without many players. With any real sense of, of Major League track record or success, Liriano was one of those guys who does have those things. Um, and they decided to go with youth. And look, I, again, I would love them to go with youth. I would love to see Ramon, Ramon Rosso up. I'd love to see Damon Jones. I'd love to see Clevenger. I'd love to see these guys because, yeah, they need better arms. The, we know the Major Leaguers aren't good enough. But, I, again, I, I, I find it hard to believe that Liriano wouldn't have been one of their best What are we going to have in the pen? Seven guys? One of the best seven guys? One of the best eight guys in that pen? I don't know. I I thought Liriano probably should have made the team again. Not down there. Don't know what was in his head. Don't know what he said to them. Odd stuff, but uh, a legit surprise. Also, um, today the Phillies granting uh, Anthony Swarzak permission um, to leave the team as well, to be released as well. So, um, taking shape. Taking shape. We will know the roster, obviously soon enough as, uh, again, I, I look, as it takes shape, as we see the Liriana moving on, I still, you know, I feel incredibly confident that this team's season is going to come down to this bullpen. You know, the, the swing one way or the other, the difference between being a 500 team and being a playoff team is going to be on that bullpen because that is the, the, the shakiest area of this team that is the biggest question mark of this team, and they're really going to have to find ways to mix and match there. Again, I, I think more than most, I have a lot of confidence in Hector Naris. I think Hector Naris is a good pitcher. I think he's figured out the ninth inning thing. I feel confident. You know, I don't think he's a top five or top ten closer in baseball, but I think he's top 15-ish, somewhere in that range. Like, he's hes a solid closer. He's fine, and I think he's a good pitcher. Um, but outside that, I, I don't really trust anyone. I love Jose Alvarez comparatively. I think he's a good pitcher. I think he'll be fine. I think he's, oddly enough, the person I trust second most in this pen. Um, Adam Morgan, sure. Tommy Hunter, Sure. That's about it. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I thought Liriano was going to be one of those guys. Apparently he will not be. That is fine. That is what it is. But um, I was surprised. That, that's really the takeaway. A um, couple other roster type of things uh, to get into while we're here. Uh, Bryce Harper. <laughs> Very open uh, about his feelings, it appears, during Spring Training 2.0, this offseason, whatever. Obviously, we've talked a fair amount about the J.T. Romuto thing and how, you know, the Scherzi and then uh, saying we got to sign him, yelling, sign him to all the reporters in and the, and the intro squad game and all that stuff. Well, Bryce Harper is now uh, taking his, uh, his voice to Spencer Howard. Uh, Bryce Harper talking on his Twitch channel. Uh, I believe it was uh, last Friday or Thursday night. Um, we didn't get to it. He says, quote unquote, if Spencer Howard isn't in our starting rotation by game six in New York against the Yankees, there's a problem. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, Harper alluding to, uh, it it does appear that it is five games that a player has to uh, not be on the roster for in order for the team to gain that extra year of team control. Uh, We have said in the beginning, we all knew that Spencer Howard and Alec Boehm would not be on the Major League roster until that threshold had passed, whenever that threshold was. So I think there's a 0% chance that he will be on the roster before game six. I think there's a pretty good chance he's there at game six. Like, I don't I don't think Harper's wrong. I, I, think it, I don't think he should be saying it. I think Harper needs to pipe down a little bit. I appreciate it, but at the same time, like, you're a Philly. You're, you're committed to the Phillies for a long time. Like, you know, like, you don't need to go airing all the, the business out there. Um, But in this case, look, I, I think Harper's right. I think – and I think Harper, by saying game six, I at least appreciate that he's acknowledging that the team has to do what they have to do from an organizational standpoint to get that extra year. I appreciate that. Um, and look, Spencer Howard should be up. I mean, we, we, we know. I've been saying this all offseason. I said it last year. I mean, Spencer Howard is one of the five best pitchers on this team. Period. End of story. Right now, today, he's never pitched a, a inning in a Major League Baseball game that mattered. Not an inning. Not a pitch. He's not throwing one pitch. And yet, I am, a, I am utterly confident that he is one of the five best starters on this team. That's it. And you can see it. In that exhibition game, Getting Howard gets in there. You see it. I mean, the, he's nasty. And the intra-squad game, stuff's nasty. Like, he's, he's going to have success. He, you know, maybe it takes a, some growing pains. Everyone has that. Spencer Howard's better than, than the bottom of this uh, of starting rotation. There's no question. So, look, Harper's right. He needs to be there by game six. Um, so, I, I support the, uh, the thought of what Harper's saying. 100%. But... I think you just need to find a better way to, to vocalize it. But regardless, I do agree with the art of it. I think the Phillies need to have Spencer Howard up by game six. You know, this is a season where you can't mess around. If you're going to compete this year, all of the 60 matter. At one through 60, they all matter. And again, I agree that they should not start him earlier. Like, I'm fine with getting the extra year service time. I actually think it's organizational malpractice. If all you have to wait is five games, even five out of 60, to get – an extra year of service time, an extra year of control over him, you have to do it. I think the rule's stupid. I think that's a baseball issue. But under the rules that you play the game with, the Phillies absolutely have to wait to bring him up. Fully support it. But once that time is up, bring him right up. Immediately. He's one of your best players. Like, he needs to be there. And this team needs to be given these weapons to compete if they're going to go for it. So I agree with Arbor five games in. After five games, Howard should be up, and I expect him to be up close to then. Um, It'll be really interesting. If he's not, it tells you something, but um, I do think that he will be up once they get that extra year control, and I think that's the right move. Speaking of Spencer Howard, um, Girardi, some interesting stuff with the starting rotation. That's the other roster thing I wanted to mention today. Um, Because, you know, it looks like there's a pretty good chance here that – this rotation, the order of the guys will look a little different than we expected. This is uh, from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, it says, Phillies manager Joe Girardi hints at shuffle in the starting rotation. Manager Joe Girardi's starting pitching plan appears to be shaking, ta- taking shape, but it's not exactly the plan you might have expected when summer camp opened. Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler, has anticipated pitch the first two summer camp exhibition games with Nolan defeating the Nationals on sat- Saturday in Washington and Wheeler struggling with his breaking ball command Sunday during the Phillies' 4-1 loss in Baltimore. That lined up Nola to pitch the season over Friday night against Miami with Wheeler pitching against the Marlins Saturday afternoon. The thought coming into camp was that veteran right-hander Jake Arrieta would follow those two and pitch the third game of the season against Miami. Instead, it appears as if Vince Velasquez will go tonight uh, and uh, against New York and thus... Uh, will be lined up to go Sunday against Miami, meaning that Jake Arrieta would make his debut the next night at home against the Yankees. Girardi said he has not made anything definite, but indicated he was going to do something a little different by revealing that Velasquez will pitch Monday night's exhibition game. Um, he said Arrieta will pitch next in a uh, intra-squad game on Wednesday. Uh, Girardi said, we might do something a little different. Vinny wouldn't have pitched for a long time, so we're just going to play with the rotation a little bit. Stay tuned. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I mean, first and foremost, it doesn't matter, really, on the grand scale of things. You know, it's like, um, ultimately, we know who the one, the two, the three, the four is. I mean, I guess you should know, theoretically, this rotation three through five is such a question mark that you don't really know who's better than anyone else. But ultimately, in theory, um, it doesn't really matter what order they go in, just who the best guys are. Um, But I I do think that this is a a clear sign that Velasquez will start game three. I do. I do. And uh, and look, Vinny's been good. I'm I'm in the uh, fool me once, fool me twice camp with him. I need to really see it in real major league games that matter for an extended period of time before I'm going to believe anything other than what I've already believed about Velasquez. But um, I think it's interesting that, that there's a chance he could be the three. Now, it could also be that if you put Velasquez as the three, and another part of this is that it looks like Eflin needs a little extra time to get ready um, to get the arm fully up to where it needs to be. So maybe it's – think about this. If they are going to replace – Velasquez with Spencer Howard game six one two three and you go four five then six then maybe it makes a little easier to throw Spencer Howard in there for Velasquez that's possible but um, I think Vinny's impressed Girardi and I think what they've shown him so far is that I think Vinny's gonna get a shot again I, I said this last week but you have to think about Girardi Brian Price these guys they don't have the same baggage with Vinny that we do now they haven't spent the last four or five years, whatever it is, just hoping and believing and thinking this year and hearing how good he can be and seeing that 16th strike game and then wishing and hoping and wishing and hoping and all that. They haven't done any of that. They're coming in fresh. They're saying, oh, look at this guy. He's got some stuff. All right, we can work with this. Cutter, let's see him a cutter. Boom, let's go. So um, it is a different perspective. Um, again, we all know not to, you know, overdo it with, with trusting Velasquez until until we see it. But um, I do think he's going to be the the – starter in game three and if he pitches well in that game i'm sure he will get another shot so it's gonna be fascinating and again look the other part of the whole starting rotation thing that we haven't talked about is that zach wheeler at some point is gonna be gone his wife is due to have a baby the day the seasons are it's like at a certain point there he's gonna leave and we don't know how long he's gonna be gone for we don't know what the quarantine rules are how long it'll take him to get back to test all that stuff but he's gonna go see his first kid be born and he should no problem with that respect it but it also means that the Phillies have to account for that, and they're going to have a whole rotation for a week or two, potentially early in the season, especially in a season where that week or two really matters. You know, again, two weeks into the season, we're a quarter of the way with the, through the season. I mean, that is unreal as far as baseball goes. So it's going to be fascinating, and obviously how the starting pitching shakes out is going to have a big role in how this team does the season. Again, I, I think they'll hit. Uh, I think when you look at the offense, it's just solid you know, if there aren't really holes in it, you know the the Quinn hazley spot is about the biggest hole you're going to find in the lineup. Um, I I just think it's a, a talented lineup that that will be a will be a problem for for pitchers. Um, you know, they don't have the highest end of talent. Um, you know, Harper's great, but Romuto's most of his value comes from being the best defensive catch in the game. They don't have a ton of elite bat talent, but they got a lot of good hitters, and you know Hoskins obviously a key to that being being good, but, um, you know, they're going to hit, I think, and it's going to come down to the pitching, and, you know, even if the starting rotation is good, you still need the bullpen to, to show up, but regardless, I think it's going to be massive how these guys pitch, because I think they'll hit, um, the question is, will will the pitching do enough, so, we shall see, and that's what we'll dive into this week, look, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to preview the season, we're going to look ahead to um, how it's going to shake out for the Phillies, uh, are they making the playoffs, how's the NLE shake out? You know, uh, who's going to win the awards this year? All kinds of fun stuff is, again, we have baseball, Phillies baseball on Friday. Can't wait. There's a lot to get into. It's going to be a fun week of diving into it. Thursday night, we get to watch real baseball games. Friday night, we get to watch the Phillies play a real meaningful baseball game. It's too good. I. I, I it's almost too good to be true at this point. Tonight against the Yankees, in the next division game, a lot of fun. So um, stick with us. We're going to continue to bring you everything uh, you need to know or care about with the Phillies. And, um... And it's, it's almost here. It just feels like a, a, it's almost surreal. We've waited so long for baseball. It's finally here. So uh, we'll continue to get excited for it and preview uh, this Philly season. And hope for the best, prepare for the worst, and uh, enjoy whatever it is. So until tomorrow, stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,